are you now, are now listening, listening to, to The War Report, Wednesday Night War Room, with your host, C-Dope. It's your boy, Caesar Walker. I got my boys with me. Mike, Mike, Get your weight up, strength and conditioning, development. Ike Jones. Stop thinking with your emotions and watch the tape. And be real. Which is not normal for me. It's taking something out of me. With special guests. Let's go. War Eagle, everyone, and welcome to one of the best shows, if not the best show on these internets, The War Rapport. And it's just got better because we got friend of the show, J.G. Tate, on. Yeah, so it's yeah. now it's official. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, what up? Man, <laughs> guys, no. listen. Listen, no. listen. Just get all the formalities out the way, guys. Y'all know what to do. Please get on here, smash that like button. Please drop a comment or War Eagle in the chat. Let us know that you're in here rocking with us tonight. Also, we appreciate you guys sharing these videos, man. It helps us out a ton. Make sure when you do that, either on Facebook or Twitter, please be sure to use the hashtag the war report or hashtag get your weight up, if not both of those. That helps us out a ton and it helps spread the word that the war report is out here. Let's just get down to business. Let's just get out serious question. Let's just get it out the way. What you drinking on, JG? What's what's what you got tonight, man? Come on. Now. Well, tonight we're rolling with this Four Roses, yo. Uh, single oh, barrel yeah. private selection uh, from Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Delicious bourbon right here. So wait a minute. You had you, you had me thinking you were going to be drinking the Makers, but you just had the Makers glass. Yeah, so I was, what, well, we were okay. Twitter DMing, I guess, yeah, earlier, and yeah, I was yeah, drinking yeah. a little something-something, but uh, yeah, it wasn't actually Makers. It was <laughs> yeah. in a Makers glass, to be fair. Yeah, so it was a really nice glass. I was like, oh, this is nice. I need I need yeah. one of those for my collection. That's I'm nice. still sipping on this Blanton's, JG, that you got me on, so I, I'm going to get that Four Roses for the next time you join. And you but, had to really yeah. hustle to get that, too, right? Because it's not easy to find. Listen, it was a whole ass task to find this thing here in D.C. I had to drive 15 miles to the other side of the city. Uh, and the place I found it up was a, a little, everyone was out except for a little known place called Turned Up Liquor. Um, it was uh, not in the best part of town, but they had it stocked under the shelves. So uh, I was I was happy. That sounds uh, delicious. I got there with my girl. And she was like, where are we? I was like, babe, we had turned up. <laughs> hey man, uh, this is kind of off topic, but did you live in Las Vegas at one time in your life? I did, I did. I was a Vegas guy. After yeah, okay, all. okay. Yeah, that's what the phone number is about. I went to Vegas recently, and uh, it was—I uh, thought it was a little overrated. Honestly, it wasn't as crazy and lecherous as I thought it would be. Maybe well, that's my fault. I don't know. How long ago was it? Is mm, within the last couple uh, of weeks. See, Vegas ain't even the same Vegas right now. Though. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, right. right. Are the not. chicks uglier now? No, nah, I'm just saying no, it's, not, always, like, it's, it's not as way. busy as, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's COVID, it's post-COVID era Vegas. It's not the same. They weren't real worried about the masks, believe me. They weren't yeah. living like a guy COVID life. No. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I, I, I was I was in Vegas. Uh, how long ago was that when I was uh, remote in Vegas? Maybe like, oh, no, like, like a month ago? ago? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I, pl- I was, I've been in Vegas before and I've been to Vegas within the last, it's definitely different. Like where were you hanging? Were you on the strip or were you in like downtown? Yeah, no, I was on I was I was like a block off of the strip, right? Ooh. Over there by Cosmopolitan. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I had a feeling, man. 
It's a weird place. <laughs> and when you live there, right? Like it's a joke when you live there about how long it's been since you've been down to the strip because you really only go down there when your friends come to visit. And yeah. you know that means like ten miles of walking in a single day. Yeah. So you know, um, uh, Vegas is definitely an interesting place. I found me a good place to eat, though, Mike G. I ate at a, a Mexican restaurant that was attached to a strip club, which sounds bad, but it was the actually delicious. Did you have the steak? That's the best thing. Strip it was right steak. next to Sapphires. I know that. Yeah. Mm. It was good. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. I put it in my mouth. It was satisfying. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. I, have no, I, I, <laughs> I mean, it was delicious. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, <laughs> listen, we got you here for limited time. Let's talk about it. A-Day was this past weekend. We've been talking about it extensively. Everyone can, knows can our thoughts. Can we talk about, hold on, just before we get into that, can Uh-oh. we talk about the fact that JG was live the whole time during A-Day? Did you go live for the entire game? Um, yeah, we were starting the second quarter. I was, I was a little bit late. But, oh, uh, so you missed eight minutes. Yeah, we, we did most of the we did most of the sec, you know most of the game. Yeah, and I mean we talked about basketball too. Honestly, oh, okay. a lot of, there's a lot I, of I didn't wa- I didn't watch the whole stream, but I did see that you were live. I was like, JT really be doing? He is the super streamer because uh, I'm not trying to go live nah, for three hours, guys, sir. You guys are the super streamers, but I'm trying to three get hours. Mine. I'm trying right. to get mine. Well, you no, know. JG, you 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 do something that we're not we're not about that that whole game life. Uh, right, right. Plus. Oh. And plus, and plus, Mike. Plus, G. if you have, if you, <laughs> if you could have heard what actually happened when we were backstage talking, you we wouldn't have been able to keep that video up anyway. That's what I'm saying. I, I, no. We're not about that life. Like no, we're not about that life. Can't do it. I was, oh, I was, man. I was on your live while we were live because I wanted to hear I know, what I you was had to say. Out. I was like, how are you doing this, man? <laughs> Listen, man, I'm multitasking. We multiple <laughs> monitors here. I was like, let me just go over here and see how JG's feeling. I was it was I was emotional. I saw in uh in your <laughs> chat you got Ed D is saying that JG has gone eight hours before. Yeah, for the Ole Miss game two years ago, dude. I went eight hours. Oh. And I was drinking the whole time, bro. And if you remember that game was really tight, so I was a yeah. little bit lit at the end of that game. I was and, about uh, to say, man, that sounds like uh that sounds like an amazing yeah. show. Yeah. Hold on, which one? Is it the one yeah. that we won or the one we lost? No, Auburn won, but it got okay. way too tight at the end, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, sometimes That's the one, that's the one where we got the, the goal line uh, fumble uh, situation where, like, uh, what's the guy's name? The, the tight end was going in to score, and uh, we stripped the ball at the end. I was drinking, line. man. So. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, all right, back to your question. I took us off in this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen, uh, JG, we want to know your thoughts. Uh, just real quick, rapid fire. Like, what, who on offense impressed you in the A Day game on the offense and on the defense side? Got to pick one person. Who'd you, who'd oh, you I know somebody I can pick. Number four, Tank Bixby. He was Tank? awesome in that game. Hell yeah, he was awesome. After that, I don't know. Uh, Bo was okay-ish. Offensive line was okay-ish. Wide receivers didn't do much for me. Tight ends were okay-ish. Ain't nobody left, is there? So I'm going to go number four. Mm. Even with the fumble? Even with the fumble. Yeah, yeah. We, everybody fumbles sometimes. I mean, we've all been there, right? All right. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, right. spring of 91, you know, I, there was a Chardell chick that I mean, I thought was really, really hot, but it turned out it was a bad idea. I mean, sometimes the bad things go wrong, you know? Hey, I hear it. I hear. I'm here for it. <laughs> so, so who do you who do you got on defense? As as having a great game. Yeah. Uh, Papo. 
I would say Tempo. zero and nine. Both had nice games, I thought. Yeah. And I liked Ladarius, too. Uh, Ladarius Tennyson, Tennyson making that transition from nickel to safety. I thought he had a good game as well. He's very, he's got that rangy kind of thing that I don't necessarily think they had with Sherwood or with Smoke last year. I mean, even this year with Smoke, but I love the range that he gives. Man, he is so aggressive coming down into the box and hitting. He's like, to me, he's like Demetrius McNeil 2.0. I was I think I was hoping that there was going to be a wide receiver that would be kind of a player of the game in A Day, but the but the game plan or the plan for A Day didn't really allow for them to get super involved, I felt like. Right. Yeah. Like, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, man. I uh, Mike G, I don't know about this wide receiver core. I mean, we kept hearing about uh Javarius was gonna be really good and he looked yeah. okay, but he had some drops. He had two drops, I think. Yeah. And I think without capers out there, I just and I'm not sure he's the number one, but Capers, I think, is the best of the guys they've got. He wasn't out there, and you're kind of left with Kobe, who's solid, I think. And I just don't see a number one receiver. We were talking on our podcast the other day about spots where they need to really fortify. Right. I think it's tailback. I think you need another tailback because I don't think Devin Barrett's the guy. And I think that you need absolutely another wide out. You need, surely there's some dude like Akron. Or Pepperdine. I, hell, I don't know. But there's somebody who's a number one somewhere that could come in here and be a guy. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think, um, you know, I was encouraged by the catch that Malcolm Johnson made on the deep ball from DD. Um, that was good. And he was, he, he was I, I getting behind. I don't think in a real game that that counts as a catch, though. Right. Right. I don't think they count that if as they, a catch. If they review that in a real game, I don't think that that's a catch. Yeah, I mean, he rolled all the way out of bounds and then and then let the go by. It would be close for me, but like uh, he got behind the defense a couple times. Uh, he was underthrown no, on a ball in yeah. in the in the end zone, right? Yeah, uh, extremely underthrown. It could have been. So, uh, like I said, it was more about uh, game plan. The game plan. I think you know we didn't didn't allow for receivers to showcase much. And this, um, it looks like we're going to be a running football team to me. Yeah, that's what I told you guys in the last show I did with y'all. I think they're going to be like the Giants were in the early 90s. They're going to run the football, play defense. Yeah. yeah. And I think they got that. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but in your chat, Spicy Penguins has asked JG about Grant Loy. You mean to, you mean to talk about Grant Loy? Right, hold uh, on. We, are we, we, let's not go there just yet. Let's. Yeah, we have, we, have some, uh, we have some emotional... Subs of, uh, on, yeah. on this one. I mean, this was this was a uh, man. If you could have heard me backstage during the game, uh, which is why I said we could not go live during our games. Yeah, Mike, I was, I was, was frustrated. Irate. I was frustrated with the with the with the plan, but uh, <laughs> uh, I do want to hear your thoughts. Can we? Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about yeah. it in a yeah. second. We'll in a second, I do want to hear your thoughts. You know, we can't let uh, you go Grant, about that. Grant Lloyd didn't do much for me. I know that he started a year at Bowling Green for Scott Leffler. I mean, if those of you who've been uh, covering Auburn or known Auburn as long as we have, uh, Scott Leffler, <laughs> I can't believe he has a job. <laughs> He's a head coach, no less. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah I'll uh, to that. Uh, Grant didn't do much for me, and I have questions at this point about why doesn't Demetrius get more opportunities, more like, like better opportunities than Grant Loy? That's my question. And that's what okay. I'm going to ask Carson if I had him on right now. Mm-hmm. If I were to have him on a show, mm-hmm. that's what I would ask him. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's, let, let's let's come back to this because I'm, I'm so happy that you're here, JG. Since you're so happy, my, my G, who made you happy on offense and defense? Let, let's, let's, let's hear from you, buddy. Um, you know what? Oddly enough, I was 
I'm going to pick a whole position group and just say, you know, I thought the offensive line showed some better competencies in this uh, for me. Um, Now, they had a formidable task up against this defense. It wasn't perfect. But I think that what I saw was is that they're taking some steps in the right direction. Uh, They've got a ways to go. uh, You know, but the game plan, I think, uh, and again, if I had to pick a, a two, a number two, I would say on offense, because I tank did what I expected him to do, I would say probably both. That's I would, I would pick. Now he they they had a plan to get the ball out of his hands faster, clearly. I thought that he tried to stick to that as much as he could. Uh and he's gonna have to do that this fall uh for us to be successful. So uh I you know, and this is kind of limited. Like my my feedback is kind of limited to what the game plan allowed us to see. We didn't get to see much. You know, so based on what we did see, you know, I saw, you know, Bo stand in the pocket. You know, he made some good throws. He did some, you know, previous Bo-like things. But, you know, he did he did what was asked was clearly he's being coached. And that's what I like to see. Looks like he's getting some coaching. And uh, it's going to be a work in progress. They're changing systems completely. They're being asked to do some completely different things. Uh, you know, we have a lot of ourselves have told us, be, be patient, be patient with this because it's going to be a transition. And, you know, we want to we want to win now. But I, I agree with that. I just think it's going to be a work in progress, which means um, what JG's talking about. Run like the Giants, play defense, hope you can win as many games as you can doing that defensively. Just all of it. Right. Like I just saw I saw guys flying to the ball. Right. Uh, swarming the ball people people looked in position on defense right right um and we still got some guys that we're going to add to that this summer that should bolster it even more when dresha miller gets here and if we can lock down the corners this defense gets scary i'm telling you this defense can be scary next year and then we got two awesome linebackers you know and papo and mclean mm, just just watch out watch out for them defensively Oh, okay. Ike, who you got, man? Who, 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 who did you, who impressed you on offense and defense? I really loved what I saw out of Sean Shiver Saturday. Um, I think that he had, I, I, I was talking to B. Will about this. B. Will uh, couldn't be on tonight. He's doing dad duty and all that, man. But uh, I was talking with B. Will about this. And uh, basically, I, I don't know that Sean Shivers had a negative play the entire time. Like, I think every time he touched the ball, he was able to do something positive with it. Um, so that was encouraging to be able to see. I thought he ran really tough and downhill uh, the entire day. I liked, uh, you know, I've been screaming Elijah Canyon for I don't know how long, but I, I love what, what I saw out of Canyon. I don't know that he dropped a ball that came in his direction, right? So um, he caught the only touchdown we had, uh, and I think he just did a great— What I did not like about Canyon, let me say this, he looked really shaky in blocking. He was right. He's not a great blocking wide receiver. Um, he's kind of slight, right? Like, he's not a big guy. Um, but uh, he, he didn't look good blocking, but outside of that, I did like what I saw from him. Uh, defensively. That's difficult because I don't know that anybody just popped to me on defense. Um, you know, there were a couple of guys who had some splash play smoke the very like the great recognition on the very first play uh, to be able to weave through the traffic and and um, and, and make that tackle that he had. Uh, McLean had a good game. I'll, yes. I'll have to go with McLean. I think yes. McLean did a really good job defensively, so I'll go with him uh, for defense. Well, good. Uh, listen, listen. Um, I didn't do this in school, but. Um, 
I'm definitely looking on your paper, Ike, and taking all of your answers. Uh, I like Shivers <laughs> as well as McLean. Um, those are the guys who impressed me uh, as well. So, guys, I see you in the comments. Yeah, uh, we're going to definitely address some of y'all. Um, those are those are our guys who we liked uh, for a day who impressed us the most. So, definitely uh, looking forward to seeing how uh, they develop down the road as well as as well as new faces as well, guys. So. That's that. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get back to the conversation about Loy. Uh, getting back to that, Mike G well, wanted us, and I did. I didn't forget about, about that, Mike G. So let's. We didn't have enough Loy. Gosh. Uh, well, you did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Mike G, what's your question, buddy? What what's what's where you want to go with this? Uh, again, going back to game plan here, JG, tell us about. Um, so going in, let, let me let me preface this with a statement. Going in to a day. I, f- I feel like we, we there were some things that we knew, right? Bo, clearly the leader based on how they've chosen to manage the QB race, right? Um, and the plan is at least to start the season with him. And then the question after, you know, because we resigned ourselves to that weeks ago, but like the, the, the question after that was who's going to be number two? What is our backup plan? That's where traditionally we've been weak. And so what I expected to see was a healthier rotation behind Bo like more of an audition. What I think we saw was, is that they went into that, into that game thinking that he was the clear number two with as much time as he, he got. Is there a different perspective here? Like what did, how much they played Loy say to you? I mean, the, he went, as I've told you, I, he went into the game as the number two guy. He was the number two guy last sure. year. So I think it's kind of like inertia. They're just kind of going with where he was. Mm. And it's like DD, he just got here. He just he's been through what half half a year of strength training. He needs a little bit. Just get him in a position where he can compete in this in the in the fall and, and see what happens. So I think it, I think it's okay to have gone into A Day and said, All right, Loy can have all the number two snaps, and then we'll pull DD in the second half and see what he can do. I, to me, that's fine in the spring game. I mean, Didi's only had at that point thirteen practices. That was his fourteenth. You see what he can do, right. and he made a great throw to Malcolm Johnson Jr. And he showed a presence that I thought was pretty remarkable for a kid his age. Oh, you're, you're talking about Didi? Did I'm talking yes. about Didi? I thought oh, he had okay. a great game. Oh, oh, I thought you said relax, Lloyd relax, made a great pass. No, no, I was like, relax, what? Lloyd didn't go do back much and watch the game again. Which class was that? Okay. Nah, Lloyd <laughs> didn't do much for me, and he hasn't uh, done much for me since he, he didn't got do here, much honestly. for himself. No, nah, listen, I, mean, uh, I apologize again. His play, it was it was cheeks. All right, it was complete cheeks. And you guys can be mad at me for whatever you want to. It was we talk, we're not talking about mo cheeks. We're talking no. about some other ones. No, yeah, not right. not no. No. <laughs> so, no, it was it was it was next door to that steak you had in, in right. Vegas. So JG, let me follow up with just a, a, a quick statement about about why this mattered so much to me. Because one of the popular sentiments after that was, "Hey, it's just Aiden, right?" And to me, it wasn't just a day. To me, it was this is the biggest game a lot of these guys are going to have played in. How many of these guys have played in front of 30,000 people? Right? It was an audition. It was a good chance to simulate game management. And, and, and I think that if I were a receiver and I got put on the field with Grant Loy, I got screwed. <laughs> Right. Like, like, come on, man. Like you sent me out there with this guy and he threw passes with his eyes closed. I just, I, listen, he airmailed 
at least three passes that I can remember off the top. Of my, I mean, completely airmailed, like not in the same zip code as a receiver. He overthrew the 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 the, the crosser route. He overthrew an, an out route. He can be five yards out of bounds on a deep poke. I'm on a deep corner route. I just I like. Yeah. Right. I don't he, know what people are seeing that are saying that he's a yeah. clear. Like th- there are people who I've seen in our comment section telling me Grant Loy is the best option at number two. How? Right. Yeah. I didn't understand. How? I didn't. I didn't understand it. So uh, again, um, uh, when it co- now again contrasting with the little bit that we get, did get to see of Davis was, um, you know, he made a really ill-advised throw over the middle. Uh, and Ike has been saying that speed of the game is going to be his biggest hurdle to overcome at the college right. level, right? Like, you know, can you slow the game down enough for him to be able to utilize his talents, you know, in, in game scenarios this freshman year? And, and I think that that was, he, he's, he made a bad throw. That's all I can say. He can't sugarcoat that. It wasn't a good throw. But he did some good things. And the thing that I thought he did well was he seemed very comfortable in the pocket, right? Uh, there was a play where he ran. He ended up running the ball. But the rush came at him, and he did something. He did that little shoulder turn, side step that you see the, the better quarterbacks do. He didn't look panicked at all. And then he ran straight up the middle, right? I thought it was a good decision. So um, him... I just want, I would just like, if I had to ask, what did you see in practice that made you think that, you know, what did Lloyd, does he practice that great? And it didn't translate on a day. Like, you know, what do you think? I mean, or again, is it just what you're saying? Inertia, right? Like, oh, he was number two. So we'll just leave him there and see how he does. And and then my final thing is, do you think that a day changed his standing as number two? You're talking about Demetrius, right? No, I'm talking about Lloyd. Did yeah, Lloyd. Change, change his standing as number Look, two. man, that was my 23rd A-Day, 24th A-Day, something like that, man. There's oh, been wow. a lot of BS that's gone on in A-Day games. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's been, like, years ago, there was a guy named Justin Fetzko who was, like, a wide receiver. That I never remember Fet. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's <laughs> a good Fet. dude. He's a good little wide receiver. But he was great in A-Day games for whatever reason. It was like, well, he's going to be a big factor when the fall comes around, and he didn't piss a drop. You know that. You don't talk about Mike G. And so, like... I've seen a lot of spring heroes that I get excited about as someone who follows the team. And then I'm like, I'm always let down. So I try not to let the spring game really dictate much about what we're seeing. I think I happen to think that Demetrius is much better quarterback than Grant Lloyd. I think he's better now. I think he's going to be better a year from now. I think he's going to be better six months from now. I hope that he goes into the, the fall camp, plays the way I know he can, and he goes into the season as the number two. I hate it for Grant Lloyd, but Whatever. If you're not a good player, not a good player. I, I didn't see anything passing wise last season that made me think Grant Loy was a really big benefit, and I didn't see anything in the A day game. I did see a great throw from Demetrius, and you mentioned um, the run. It's impossible to gauge the runs in spring game, right? Because they were right. gonna you yeah, can't fair. tackle. Right. Yeah, right. and it's yeah. the same thing we saw with Nick Marshall when he started at Auburn. Like he went into those scrimmages the fall before he started playing at Auburn in thirteen. Like, I knew he was going to be a great player. I've seen him play at uh, Garden City, and I knew this. But, like, they couldn't tackle him. So, you didn't really know until we saw three or four games in. Yeah. And he was a really gifted runner, and it's going to be the same thing for Demetrius. Like, you don't know. I remember Chizik, I remember Chizik saying the same thing about Cam in his first spring, right? Um, he would take off the run, and they're like, would that have been a five-yard gain or a 50-yard gain? We, we don't know. Now, we yeah, we know now. <laughs> yeah. it, was a lot of, it was a lot of 50-yard right. gains. But in, in spring, it was hard to gauge on those Yo, QB runs, definitely. I, 
I, I gotta, I, I listen, I, I see, and I love you, Ed. I really do. But you keep screaming about reps is the reason why Lloyd needed. I don't want to see reps for, he was not playing well, getting him more reps in an A-Day game. It, he's never, show me tape of him playing well. Please, somebody, not his highlight footage. I'm talking about an entire game. Go and look at his statistics and show me where Grant Lloyd has ever been a good quarterback in college, ever. And then we can talk about how many more reps he needs. You can't rep your way out of being a bad football player. You have to have talent and then you rep it to get better. He's missing the first step in this equation. Yeah, yeah. It was, it I'm was, sorry. It wasn't a good. We day can for talk him. about how well he knows the playbook, how well he can get people lined up, his height, how well his feet look in the pocket. Once you get past all of that and you get to delivering a football to a, an eligible wide receiver downfield, it's done. Yeah, and he's a quarterback. I think right. Ed, I think Ed was agreeing with you. Uh, he, but, he had a good game though. When he's at Bowling Green, he had okay. A good thank game. you, Ed. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Lloyd needed more reps. I was like, no, please. No, You're saying that Didi lost reps, Didi not lost getting more. Reps, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Please. I was like, man, I usually agree hey, with hey, that. No, huh? no, no. It, 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 it is on you point. You had my heart like, I, hey, I, I enjoyed the <laughs> soapbox still. But, yeah, it was yeah. great. It was great. <laughs> yeah, so other than Mike D turning up. Listen, <laughs> oh. uh, I got I got one question. One more question for you, JG, before we yeah. before we get into some of the comments and, and actually transition to other to another topic. Uh uh, the consensus is uh, I want to ask you about another quarterback. The consensus is is that Garnett is gone, gone. Okay, uh, um, he's going to transfer. Like I just he's I gonna, don't know why he stays, but you know, hey, maybe he's got. And we actually did a facts or not on one of our other segments where that was actually one of the questions that a that a quarterback would transfer out before the season starts. Um, it's looking more than likely because we have yet to see really we didn't see much of Garnett at all in the, in the spring game. What is the likelihood that he's he's out of here before fall camp? Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a possibility, but I don't understand what what do they have in him? I I felt like he was kind of a player in recruiting that that Gus really liked, and nobody else. And that, not to say he's not a good player, like just Gus. Well, I really like this kid, you know. And I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see a lot on the tape necessarily, and obviously he's not making a lot of progress in, in camp because I mean he's not he's not going to challenge. Uh, Bonex, right? And he's not challenging Lloyd and he's not challenging Didi because Didi was repping ahead of him in the A Day game. Already, yeah. Right. So I don't feel like Shea's got a chance here. And I don't necessarily look at that and think it's a it's a lost cause. Like I don't I don't know as though there's a lot of upside there. I, honestly. And we didn't think mm -hmm. that coming in that he had a lot. I thought it was like a five percent chance. And here we are now. I think he's got like a one percent chance. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it does. The prospects don't look good at all for him getting any playing time anytime soon. If he's buried on the depth chart behind Grant Lloyd, then you know, just you know, go yeah. to yeah. Central Michigan or something. Yeah, I they have a good football team. So that's I, a great. I'm not saying that's I a guess exactly where he needs to be, somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Listen, if if <laughs> you may have a drinking buddy with you this fall, uh, JG uh, Ryan Ryan is saying that if it's <laughs> That if uh, Lloyd start or if he basically beats uh, Davis, I doubt Lloyd ever starts. But if he's a number two, he's going to be drinking his bourbon right along with you. So you got a buddy there. Uh, yeah, I know Ryan, and uh, I'd, I'd love to drink with him again. <laughs> I'm just saying, sounds like a good time. Hell yeah, of course. Yeah, so uh, gotta yeah, I've seen some. <laughs> uh, we need another. We need another impression from you, uh, JG. That's the first. Minor's no doubt. 
We think it's really important to have your Twitter handle on the back. Now, when I was at Auburn, I didn't have the freedom to do that, but I got it now. So it's big. You got to have it. You got to have it. I can't believe he's oh. doing this stuff in Central Florida now. Like, like he's like, I don't know. Did you guys see the story on Ed.com last week where it was like I, I, I Chizik was commenting it. on the difficulty that it is to, to coach at Auburn? Did you see the story? I heard Whoa. about it. it I heard about crazy. it. I did hear about this. I hear. I heard about. But there's this. so much pressure at Auburn. You know, you've got Saban up there, and I'm like, Gus's problem was not Saban. Like it he wasn't. did fine against Saban. It wasn't right. It was Georgia. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He can't beat Georgia. He could not recruit Georgia. He lost to LSU. I was about to say South Georgia Carolina. and LSU um, on the road. That's is, it. Is and and bowl yeah. games. His yeah. Achilles heel was games, winning too. big games, not named Bama. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's so just, many. We got to put them in line. We got to we got to have a hierarchy yeah. there. Yeah, nobody's getting fired for not being able to beat Saban. Nobody. Right, right. and he did good against Saban, honestly. Right. But yeah, Georgia, yikes, man. Woo. Yeah. Yo, what's up? This your man Ike Jones with The War Report, and you've been listening to The War Report Wednesday Night War Room. If you want to get in on the conversation early, catch us as we broadcast this show live on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central on YouTube. Make sure you check out our other content while you're there, Facts and All, The Weekend Tailgate, our player interview series, Building Report, going strong. All right, enough of that. Let's get back to the show. I I, I mean, as much as I appreciate, I'm not Corey Weber. I don't know if we can put this up on the screen, bro. Um, We love Corey. Yeah, Corey, appreciate you. Listen, we got a question from Walt. Uh, JG, you gonna be you you gonna be allowed at the presses now? Yeah, well, it makes it sound like you know I got outlawed or something. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a story you want to tell us, JG? Are you you banned? (laughs) No, I'm Gucci. But uh, I think in the fall we're gonna have the opportunity to be there or via Zoom. And mm-hmm. since I'm fully vaccinated, I'm not real worried about it. So I would go for sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, getting back to some uh, some normalcy. That is Very my cool. hope. Now, the when the women's basketball coach, Johnny Harris, was uh, introduced a couple weeks ago, we had the option for that one. That was the first time since COVID hit, we had an option of being there in person or doing it over Zoom. So that was really good. I'm really encouraged by that. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Uh, but speaking of people maybe getting their money's worth, uh, let's talk about players getting compensated. Uh, Kay Ivey actually signed the bill. Uh, it was announced today that will allow college athletes to be compensated off of their name, image, and likeness. Uh, now, of course, the NCAA is pushing back on this because they want this to be passed in Congress so that it will apply across states. But my question to you, gentlemen, starting with you, JG. Is how close are we to actually seeing the reality of college athletes getting compensated in some form or fashion? Uh, listen, King Dunlap's in the chat right now saying, pay yeah. the kids. I am yeah. with King 100%. Uh, these kids, the reason that they're big is because they have worked and they have made themselves a name. They deserve to have some of that money. No doubt about it. Now, I want you guys to think one step ahead now. Yes, name, image, image, likeness is going to be a big deal in the college game. It's going to change things a lot. We're just going to have to deal with it. I mean, they want to cry about it, but that needs to happen. It's going to be the kids that are younger that's kind of weirding me out because people are already angling to try to get these kids name, image, likeness rights when they're in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. So you start thinking about Tank Bigsby. I mean, I, he's a he's a sophomore at Auburn right now, but let's think about Tank at 8th, ninth grade. I bet a lot of people around him knew he was going to be an absolute stud in Hogansville, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he was playing right. that game. He was the best right. player out there. 
there's going to be people now going to try to get his rights, name, image, likeness rights when he's in eighth, ninth, tenth grade. Mm. That's going to be a reality now. And it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. The kids and the families need to get paid. If the kid's awesome and people care, I think you should monetize that. They deserve it. But it's going to be very interesting to see how this all works out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that being a little weird, especially for the younger ones. Um, Because, I mean... You know, as somebody who's been in the music industry for a long time, um, people don't necessarily understand when you start signing contracts at a young age, you start seeing dollar signs as opposed to what you're actually giving up. Um, and, you know, I do worry about people taking I mean, there's there's already a ton of people like Cecil Newton was out there auctioning his, his son off, you know, to the highest bidder, you know, uh when when he was trying to get him on a team and he didn't even have rights right but like just imagine you know no no shade to cecil newton but just imagine that type of dad who's just like all right well my son can da da die and i'm gonna sell it to whoever right without even really knowing what the uh the son really wants to hey do. Ike, he said that his son was not a rented mule that's what he told me i'm telling you in an interview okay just saying fair enough fair enough <laughs> um, maybe I that's think- just reported <laughs> yeah i I do think you raise an interesting point about, um, you know, again, people trying to buy rights before they've even stepped foot on. They're not going to be trying, Mike. They're going to do it. I promise you, because I've had conversations with these people. Yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty legitimate. I mean, it's not like some shady dude that lives like in an alley. These are the companies. These are corporations. These people with a lot of money, but they've already got their eyes on this. And they're saying, we're going to run the camp series. We're going to own the camp series and we're going to get this name, image, likeness situation set up for them when they're in eighth grade, when they're ninth grade, when they're in tenth grade. I'm telling you, it's going to be a reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, um, as far as um, I just don't want to see any more kids lose eligibility because they accepted a tattoo or somebody, you know, I mean, we've heard all kinds of stories or somebody paid for their ticket to go home because a family yeah. member died yeah. or, right. you know, I mean, just no brainers to me that you know we're we're uh, we're changing altering the course of their life uh over silly things like that you know you take five dollars from somebody and all of a sudden you're ineligible like give me a break you, uh now there's a difference right between things like that and it's going to be it's already impossible to fully monitor right like money on the side is happening whether we like it or not uh because those stories keep coming out of people getting caught doing it um, right. uh, uh, what I feel like is in, in, in a sense decriminalize it in a sense um, that you can do just basic things uh, and the stuff that's nefarious that's going on I just don't think you're ever going to stop that man like to some extent uh, you make laws and then you make better villains you make, make better crooks you're not ever going to stop that uh, you know but the kids that are getting hurt that aren't really doing anything wrong in my book. That's, that's where the tragedy comes in. So this is a step in the right direction. Like even if the NCAA doesn't improve it, maybe some other States will follow suit. Right. And if enough people follow suit, we could get this thing, right. There always have to be exceptions, but they got to get this right. Man, Alabama's never going to be on the front of anything. Come on. Ah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Listen, uh, my best friend says, once you cross the state line, sit your clock back 30 years. Um, but <laughs> I'm gonna say all that, but I mean, come on. But you know, hey. But yeah, man. I I think I think we we got we got some questions here that I, I definitely want. I think focuses in. I want to kind of direct this 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 discussion 
What is the impact? Because basically Alabama is following Florida's lead, right? And so if you're able to be compensated at, let's say, Florida and Gainesville, uh, Dan Mullen has an offense. If you're an up, upcoming receiver quarterback, I mean, that offense has produced some some quality players. If I can go uh, let my talent shine there, maybe even compete for an SEC title, get to the NFL and make some change along the way and the state of Alabama doesn't have this bill signed. I mean, is that a recruiting edge to a school like Florida? I would say yes, absolutely. Okay. So, I ask an, an interesting yeah. question. Did you see the guy ask about uh, whether or not you feel like uh, South, uh, not South Carolina? He, he said SC and it went South Carolina in my head, but he's talking about USC would have an advantage and stuff like that because yeah. of their proximity to Hollywood. So yeah, let, let me say this. Okay, so the difference between the haves and the have nots is always going to be there, right? The Correct. glamour right. schools already have an advantage. Right. Agreed. Auburn already has an advantage over schools like Memphis, and and, and it's not going to put these schools any further behind. Right. That's not what's going to happen. Right. So I just want to make sure that we distinguish that it's just going to be a bigger fight amongst the guys who already hold all the power cards. They're already doing stuff. Like, let's be clear. It's happening sure. now. They just don't want people to get in trouble and lose eligibility because of it. Like, it happens all over the place. You know, somebody yeah. in your chat, Lawrence, is saying, I think it'll actually provide more parity. UCLA will get better Correct. talent. I'm not sure, man. I think everybody's going to be able to do something. I mean, yeah, yeah UCLA's near Hollywood or a lot closer to Hollywood than, say, Auburn or Kentucky. But Auburn's got some great things, too. And, uh they have a network. Let's just say right. that Tim Cook exactly. and Cam yeah. Newton uh, are pretty important Indeed. people. Yeah, Indeed. for sure. Indeed. Definitely. Indeed. Well, guys, we definitely want to hear your thoughts in the comments below. Drop some comments and let us know what you think about this. Does this help the state of Alabama in terms of Alabama and Auburn? Is Does it create more parity? We just want to hear from you guys. Uh, as also, before, before we get out of here, Definitely want to talk about, since we're talking about schools and other conferences, there's been an article out here proposing an actual super league. Uh, and for those of you who are, who are not familiar, uh, I believe the writer is, did I have him? No, I do not have him. Um, it's he's on in the, the graphic. Um, yeah, it's on it the is graphic. on the graphic. Yeah. yeah. So we want to know this, this article by Andy Staples uh, he proposed from the athletic. He proposed an actual super league conference. Oh, so you see, <laughs> <laughs> go with us, JG. Go with us here. Uh, All right. So in this is Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Oklahoma, Oregon, Penn State, Texas, and SC, as previously mentioned. Now, of course, we want to know from you guys who should stay and who should go. Mm. Oh, what you got, guys? Man, just just toss Nebraska right out of there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was my oh, obvious one. By was the way. That, that was too. the obvious Nebraska? one, right? Really? Okay, but okay, okay. let's do this. Who, what are some teams that already come to your mind that's like, where was this, where was this school when he made this list? Hey, first of all, the Super League, this is obviously playing off the uh, European Super League, the soccer situation. Right. Which Absolutely. died two days into its life, right? <laughs> it crashed down, it started crashing down yesterday, it completely crashed down today. So it made it two days. I would, I think it would, it would face the same uh, fate in, in, uh, in, oh, in America sure. too. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. If you're talking about who the big dogs are, they could probably they could draw. 
Auburn belongs in that conversation. I mean, as the second group, you know, I mean, I'll do Alabama, Ohio State, right? Mm -hmm. Clemson at this point is kind of pulled ahead of Auburn. Normally, like in the course of my life, Auburn and Clemson have been about the same, if not Auburn ahead. Right. But here lately, last five, ten years or so, it's been a little bit different. But Mm -hmm. Nebraska? Right. Hey, they listen. think they're really relevant, but do you, does anybody care about them? Yeah, that's that's a that play was last nostalgia. time they was relevant. They were running the uh, the option, like, yeah, not the read option, like the the for real option. Like it was the no. Tommy Frazier days, really. Like, yeah, they're, sure. they're they're the ghosts of Christmas past. But like, uh, I'll I'll say something controversial here. Uh, Notre Dame in a Super League would be at the bottom of the Super League. No, really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Mike G, I don't know, what, man. What other team has consistently underperformed on the big stage? First of all, I'm Catholic, other than so I'm Catholic, <laughs> so I got to have their back. I don't okay. want to, but I got to. Okay, fair enough. But You're they've wrong. Been, they've been pretty good here lately. I mean, I'm not saying they're... In the on the SEC, big stage? Yeah, they've been pretty good. What, they go like 10-2 and two every year, right? I'm saying in the SEC, they're like fourth or fifth, but, I mean, it's still pretty good. They get trounced on a big stage, They though. do. They and, do. In, and in a super league, every game is a big stage. I know, but they I mean, are we're talking about quite literally top, not made for this. We're talking about top sixteen. Like I'm not talking about number one. They're in well, the top let's 16. be clear. Let's be clear. They definitely beat Nebraska. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll give you <laughs> Dude, that. I'll give you Central that. Central Florida one. can do that. <laughs> Troy can do that. <laughs> they definitely right. beat Nebraska. But Don't to your point, my, like to me, I'm I'm thinking of schools like where's Texas A and M. If you're going to put Nebraska in there, where's Texas A&M? Yeah, I would take Florida them State. over Nebraska. Yeah. Now, I know Florida State isn't Stephen. much these days, but they've won an ad. If you're going to put Nebraska years. in there, then you might as well put Florida State, Florida State in, in there. there. Yeah, I mean, for sure. If we're just Florida going State's- off of name recognition, or, you know, was Miami on that list? No. You might as no. well put Miami in there yeah. if you're going to put Nebraska in there. But I'm saying, I'm saying Florida <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. Michael Irvin ain't walking through that door. Ken right? <laughs> <laughs> Dorsey ain't walking through that door. Neither yeah. is Dion or work done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I just don't, I don't understand. Somebody said put the graphic back up real quick. I got you. I got you. Hold up. Okay. <laughs> there, there's, there's your teams right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just let this marinate for a second. I mean, it's just kind of funny. He's just trying to listen, man. I know Andy Staples. He loves his food. Uh, I'm just saying, seriously, he does a little barbecue, but he's just trying to get people fired up here. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Yeah. yeah. I would, I mean, listen. Um, I don't have any problem with most of these schools. I would argue that lately Michigan is kind of questionable, but I can see you sliding in there in a super league. Um, and yeah, Texas, they, they, they could stay there, but yeah, te- Texas is the one Texas, to me. That's yeah, Texas, 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 Texas is kind of, kind of iffy, iffy, very iffy, very iffy there. Um, and, and even Oregon, right? Yeah. Like, I was going to say Oregon. I was going to say good. Oregon. Yep. Like pack schools, any pack school, you you just I just put a big question mark by them by them for me. Uh, I think they they are the weakest of Power Five conferences by a long shot. Um, but uh, the rest of it, you know, like I said, Texas A and M, I think it's a little disrespectful to put Nebraska over Texas A and M, and you know what that is? That's that's that anti SEC. Like, oh man, we already got five SEC teams in there, so can't put a fifth, you know, sixth one, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, this, these things are fun to look at. Um, but I think what one of the things that these, 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 like these little thought exercises do is, is that, um, it, it reminds us of, uh, the disparity between haves and have nots in college football, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a school like Nebraska who has done nothing, 
even being put in the conversation is ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. You know, I think, right. it, I mean, again, Ghost of Christmas Pass with them, I, I, I'm not really feeling that. And Penn State, you know, I thought, I thought Penn State was a good choice. I thought Penn State was a good choice to, to include in a Super League, but I would argue that I would put Wisconsin in over Nebraska. Yeah, uh, one of my friends, Becky, texted me and said, Nebraska out, A&M in. Nebraska yeah. out, A&M in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Random. Since we're talking about Nebraska, uh, how much time, how, how much more time they're going to give Scott Frost, in your personal opinion? He was mm. the wonder boy. Uh, two more you, years. Two, two more? Years. Two more years. They love him. They absolutely love him. Uh, Sean Callahan is the publisher at the Nebraska site in our network. He's been doing this forever. He thinks they still love Scott Frost. Now, look, I know all four of us are like, what? He sucks. Yeah. I got a lot of questions, but they love him. They absolutely love him. It's like if Cam Newton was the coach. And he had gone undefeated at, like, I don't know, UTEP or somewhere like that. Like, the people would give him some slack, right? Right. Like, 10 years from now or whatever. So, they're going to give him another two years. I, I guess. Yeah. I guess. Uh, Ed, that is a hilarious comment. Uh, you know, yeah, for real. Becky with a good hair? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, she does uh, have good hair, by the way. JG, I, I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, also random. Does Gus ever hit you up and say, listen, man, your impressions of me are just... Not on point, right? I, I sound nothing like that. Does he ever call you? Do you guys talk? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. He doesn't really get on me about that, but like, I'll say stuff about oh. him on a radio show, and he will he will answer me or he'll text me as I'm on the show. Like, if, like one time we were talking about how a couple of years ago I couldn't believe he didn't get fired. Like, I, I knew he was going to get fired before he got fired. Like, I think it was 19. And the powers that be were kind of coming against coming against him, and I knew he was going to get fired. And I was like, guys, seriously, TikTok, guys, it's about to happen. I can't believe he got... And then, like, a month later, I was like, I can't believe he got out of this. He was Houdini. I was still on the air. And I got a text from him and said, Houdini, you think I'm Houdini now? I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, I'm on a radio show in Arkansas. How'd you know that? You were in his home state. You were in his home state. Somebody sent him a message and was like, "Hey, we got a guy on yeah. here talking about you." That's scary. I, I'm sure he hates. Yeah, it. Just, though, Gus <laughs> has his. He has his foibles as a head coach. Believe me, but he's a he's a good dude. He's a really good dude, and he's got a great wife. Well, well, no, no one is. No one disagrees that he's that he's a good. Yeah, dude. he's definitely. Like, some like, people yeah, do. We, we love him as a person. Really? Some people don't like him. They think he's a nerd. That's not an insult, though. He didn't I'm cuss, he didn't drink nerd. bourbon. So, I mean, you know, did, draw did, your own Did you guys see this Scott Parker facts and knock? You have to tweet us this one right here. Yes. Dude. Oh, my bad. I, I, I had my hand on it, too. Yeah. This is Scott, good. <laughs> if, you don't have a tw- if you don't have a Twitter account, set one up tonight. Please. Please. And tweet us ASAP. We need right. the screen grab for the show. Yeah, that's a you good one. You have to tweet this one at us. We need it for the screen grab so that we this. do it. All right. We need that. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. And, and speaking of facts, if you don't know what this is, this is our rapid fire question and answer segment that we release every Friday. And every segment, we take one fan question, but you have to tweet it at us at the War Report on Twitter. So please tweet this at us. Uh, tweet your facts and all. Uh, hypotheticals. Uh, we love to. We love getting the fan questions. So certainly, um, no doubt. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to dig into that because I know Scott's going to tweet that and then we're going to do a whole segment on it and argue about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. So um, this is this is going to be an interesting season. I, you know, uh, coming full circle back around to A-Day, uh, I think that A-Day, my biggest takeaway from A-Day was we have a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. There's still ways to go for this team. And Harson's got, you know, his work. While he has talent, he's still got his work cut out for him in a lot of ways. So um, the final thing I want to pose is, again, you know, we asked this question, gets asked a lot about what is a successful season for Auburn in 2021? Uh, JG, yeah, what what do you think? What's, what's, a, what's a successful season look like for Brian Harson in 2021? I think if you get eight wins, you got to feel like that's a pretty good season. I mean, they got a tough schedule. And they never get like a long homestand. It's always like home road, home road, home road. And I think it's tough until you get in the second half of the season to get any kind of uh, momentum going. I mean, you got that run where you got like, and I think Ole Miss is going to be tougher than people realize, but you got that Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I don't have the schedule up in front of me, but it's like in October, they could get on a run. But, and also I I mentioned this on my show the other day. I have some questions about Auburn at Penn State. If Penn State does not have full capacity by the time that game, let's say we get to July, right, and they still don't have full capacity because they don't right now in Pennsylvania, if they don't get it, I wonder if they're going to flip that game a little bit, right? Where mm. Auburn would play at home against Penn State this year and then go to Penn State next year. I think that's a possibility, and if that oh, happens, wow. that that changes the dynamics of that game for me. Yeah, yeah. that changes yeah. it a lot because yeah. our our um. Our offense has not showed up on the road the last few years. So um, if we if we're at home, it gives us a better chance. Yeah, that's yeah. first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the flip side, what does a unsuccessful season look like for Brian Harson? Well, I mean, I think he gets slack either way. But you know, if six wins or less to me, that means so, you're losing to like a Mississippi State or an Ole Miss, which right. Honestly, Ole Miss is getting better. That could, that could happen. I mean, yes. Ole Miss is yeah, they're on the upswing. Yeah, yeah they are. They are on the upswing, and I don't. I don't see Leach's uh, Bulldogs getting worse. Like they can only. They have nowhere else to go but up, considering <laughs> the season they had in year one. So I mean, you you are playing a better team. So it's 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 possible, right? But it's yeah. it's you know I I I I just want to see us not get blown out by our rivals. How about that? Like, if we lose, I want to see us actually compete. I want to see That's consistency fair. from week to week to where one week we look we look like world beaters, and then the next week we look like we didn't practice or watch film at all. Right? Dude, it's like, Auburn. Like, they should be competitive all the time. Absolutely. I mean, I'm just being real about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, don't think you, I don't think anybody here is saying Auburn should go undefeated every year. Right. No, but right. there's no reason they should be getting crushed by Georgia. Every year, they haven't right. won a title since I was a baby, and I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> they lose at LSU. Big fun. I mean, lose at South Carolina. Like, yeah. You just got to turn that around. Like You just got to turn that around. Beat Georgia. That's all that oh, really matters. Man. Okay, so, so our consensus is eight wins or more is a successful season. Yeah. Seven, you're living, you're still, you're all right, we'll give you a pass. Six or less, failure, and you're one. Six or less, and I think Derek Mason ought to be the head coach. <laughs> I love Derek Mason. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. I like him too. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, at six wins, you definitely lost the game you weren't supposed to lose. I will say this, though. I don't know if you saw this, but my friend uh, Brian Stoltz, who's been writing for the Auburn Wire, 
has been talking to Takeo Spikes. And Takeo's got some interesting things to say about if they need to win in the SEC, specifically beat Georgia and LSU, why do they hire a guy from out of this part of the country to do that? And that's kind of, uh, man, that's a controversial take, right? Right. Because where a guy's been coaching, I don't think really matters that much. But I was about to say, I don't know the relevance of where he's been coaching right. before as to whether or not he can beat well, a football team. I, in I'm going to let you the country. If you want to take that up with Takeo face to face, you're welcome to do it. <laughs> Listen, I don't I'm to come on here. I'll ask him the question myself. I don't have a problem with that. That's all right. He's a yeah. tough man now. Yeah, Listen, yeah. I, he's, he's an intimidating brother, but I'll still ask him the question. Yeah. Um, Just from yeah, the other I, room behind the wall. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna zoom in. I'm a distance. Uh, yeah. I'll, face, I'll FaceTime you to Kale. Uh, yeah, I say 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 with my chest uh, on 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 screen. Yeah, right. Okay, how that one? Yeah, um, man. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 go ahead, Mike. No, I was just saying. Like, I I think um, you know, as we go through right and engage with uh, the fan base and with our subscribers and, and our uh, channel members. There, there. A lot of people are split, right? You know, uh, we have a prominent uh, commenter, a prolific commenter. His name is Steve Vest. He's been on the sixty-six, seven-five train for a really long time. You know, uh, he's saying yep. that hey, and he's preaching patience with this first-year staff. Be patient with I you agree. guys. Like, you know, yeah. uh, it's going to take them a while to plug in. Yes. Um, I, I think that uh, given the expectations will be somewhat low and they'll fly under the radar, that if they can tweak some things and they can game plan better than we have been uh, and, and make in-game adjustments better than we have been in the past. I, I do. I think a surprise season is not completely out of the question. Take some people by surprise early. By the time you get into October, if you're 4-0, people will start taking you seriously. Uh, but you need to beat LSU or I think I think beating LSU or Georgia would be a real statement for Harson this year. Um, you know, a lot of people watched LSU spring game and thought that they looked like they were a mess, but I, I still think that they're going to be formidable in 2021. Uh, uh, but Georgia, a Georgia win would just be so sweet in, in year one. Right. So, you know, yeah. here's your sunshine pump moment from Mike G. Like if we could just beat Georgia, I will be satisfied with year one. Dang, I, that's I really all it takes, will. huh? Yeah, just beat Georgia. <laughs> I am so sick and tired of losing one in 11, to Georgia. But we beat Georgia. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, if you beat Georgia, you likely are winning the games that's, that you're supposed to be winning. That's right? eleven broken TVs. Uh. Oh man, <laughs> listen. I mean, we're working out working out a deal, JG, where I can uh, live stream myself during a game. And uh, uh, there is the we did an instant reaction show after the eight A game, and um, we warned everybody these are just instant reactions. We're, we're fans, just like you guys in this moment. Right. Uh, so a lot of people thought we overreacted, but I was just like, no, man, that's that's your initial reaction to the game. Right. Like you watched it and I watched it like it was an actual SEC game. I was so jacked up for just for some football. I watched it like we were competing against somebody who was not Auburn. And, uh, you know, I, I, this fall is going to be really interesting. I think there are going to be a lot of, you know, remote at the TV moments. Um, uh, I'm an Auburn fan, so I'm ready for that ride. Right. Yeah. We've been on that ride for a long time, so it won't be anything abnormal. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, closing out here, what's again, what what is the one game that you're looking forward to on this schedule, JG? Which one is, is a must see for you? Man, that's a tough one for me. Spicy Penguin in your chat says 22 years, mentioning that they haven't won in, in Baton Rouge since 99. 
Wow. And they're playing at LSU this year, so that would be a nice streak to break. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah finally, sure. pissing a, a drop against Georgia would be nice, right? But for me, I live in Montgomery, Alabama, so and I got friends, my, some of my best friends live across the street from me, and they're Bammers. I'd like to see Auburn beat Alabama. But, I mean, because it just keeps people quiet, you know, in my neighborhood. Yeah, for sure. I get it. I get that. I get it. But Understood. From an Auburn fan perspective, boy, I win in LSU. Hadn't happened again in 22 years. In Georgia, we there's so many Auburn people in Georgia. They have to hear this every year because I mean they haven't beaten Georgia in a minute, man. Yeah, facts. Yeah, I can't even remember how long. I mean, seriously, how long has it been? Like eight years? No, no it was it was 20, 07. 20, it was 07. Yeah, 2017. We won yeah, that game. That's yeah. right. And we carry on. Was healthy. Everything was yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. So now, one on win road, in like the last I think eight. On the right? road, I think it was with what Brandon Cox game. Was that the last time? Oh five. In Stanford. Oh five. Stanford Stadium. I think it's 05. I think that was, I think. Wow. When we, uh, it's just yeah. Georgia. Like, this isn't some. That was the last time we beat it's them not in Georgia. Clemson or Ohio State or something. It's Georgia. Georgia like, Georgia. they should yeah. be Georgia. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, half the time. <laughs> just every now and then. Yeah, right? I'm 50%. I'm just, I'm, the, the reason why those two schools in specific to me are so frustrating is because we had winnable games against both of them in the last five years. Agreed. And we absolutely pooped the bed at the end of those Absolutely. games. And again, yeah. a, a more disciplined, fundamentally sound team pulls those victories out, right? And right. I'm hoping with the head coach we have now that we get the ball to bounce our way should we find ourselves in close games with them down the road. So I, I, I'm hoping that this is a sign of, of positive things to come under Harson. Listen, sidebar off the record, uh, I thought this was funny. Um, it may be true, Corey, that Takeo's next does has its own Instagram account. <laughs> okay, I think, <laughs> I think, I think so. I think so. I'm gonna go looking for it today. All right, right after the yeah. show is over. Right. Hey, listen, Book of JG, chapter four, four verse six. It's just Georgia. It's just Georgia. <laughs> like that. seriously, why that. does Auburn have Georgia. to lose five of seven That's against them? Like, it's just That's Georgia. That's a, that's a t-shirt. Yep. They haven't won up in the merch store. since 1980, man. I like I like this idea. <laughs> yeah. Just Georgia. Listen, man. Uh JG, man, I I know, I know you uh I know you got us on the time limit tonight, man, but we appreciate you as always stopping by to holler at us, man. There you yeah. go. Jay. Love being here on the show, yo. So, yeah, man, I appreciate that. And we appreciate you guys hanging out with us on a Wednesday night as always, man. We don't take for granted, man, that y'all are spending some of your precious time with us. And let other people know we're out here as well, man. Don't don't be don't be stingy with, with the war report. Let us know. Let people know on your timelines that we are out here. Even after this, this live comes to an end, the video will be posted. Please share it, guys. Uh, on Facebook, Twitter, make sure you hashtag the war rapport and hashtag get your weight up when you share these videos and let people know that the war rapport is out here putting out great content in the off season. Yeah. We're getting further and further into the Brian Harson era. So we got to take these opportunities as we can. JG, one more Gus Malzahn impersonation, man, for the road, man. Well, there's no doubt. I'll tell you what, when you ask me what I like to eat on the road, I definitely think it'd be cheese pups. Crystal, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hey, man, he said in an interview one time that his favorite group, I can't believe he ever listened to music, but uh, he said his favorite group was the Cars. This is a true story. 
He said his favorite group was the Cars, and I thought that was absolute BS. So I said, hey, Gus, tell me your two favorite... <laughs> Seriously, this happened. What's your two favorite Cars albums? And he's like, Shake It Up and Panorama. And I mean, those are actual in it. Those are actual albums. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. I was oh like, all right, man, cool. Oh <laughs> I mean, I, I, he didn't know that. that he made those names up. <laughs> but he was right. Gus. Oh, Gus. I couldn't believe it. Hey, also, one more, one more thing. I talked to his wife and let me get in his BMW. Uh, what is it? An I3, I think that thing is. It's like a race car, basically. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, so Christy yeah. has her name on the ta- on the title, so I was able to talk my way into this car. I got in his car. I've sat in his car, and I backed out of his driveway. Do you know what channel it was on? It was on a channel on XM. It was on The Message. So he was listening to Christian Rock. That is his choice when he's driving his BMW i3. Wow. All right. Oh, no hating on that. I'm just Turn saying I was Jesus. expecting it to be something like Acid Rock or XM Turbo or something like no, that. He really is a good guy. He, Of course he is. <laughs> Confirms it for me. He's actually a real cool dude, man. And and, and, and you got to, seriously, you got to give respect to a guy who marries well, and he did. Christy's absolutely outstanding. She's one of my all-time favorites. She would be one of y'all's all-time favorites if you met her. I've heard that. Ike, you would love her, man. She's a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Um, Travis Smart, William. too. Travis Williams' wife, uh, Janine, and I are good friends, and she she talks about what a, a good woman uh, Christy is uh, quite a bit. And so. T. Will, man, don't get me started. Yeah, so. Hey, yeah, hey Beck G, you know Antarius, too, right? He gets left out of this conversation, but Antarius Williams is a great Auburn guy, too. Hey, listen. Yeah, we had and, him on the show. We did. We, was, we did an interview with him. Yeah, did he you was, really? Yeah, he yeah. was one of our best building rapport interviews. Uh, oh, I enjoy talking to him. You're talking about somebody ass, who man. understands the game. Right. Like um, he, you know, he, he described himself as undersized. Oh, that's fair. Uh, but he could outthink you on the field. I mean, he was sure. a smart linebacker. I mean, those guys, I mean, between him and Travis uh, and Karibi Didi, those that might be the smartest group of linebackers doctor. we've ever had. Dr. Karibi Didi. Ah, my bad. Dr. Dr. Didi. And Terry, his, his best season he played at Auburn, he played with a club on his hand the whole damn year. That's yeah. how tough yeah, he is. I remember that. Yeah, I remember I that. I remember that. As Number well, 31. Too. Absolute yeah. badass. He t- he told a story about um, uh, uh, a workout Yox made him do because he was late to a meeting, and he thought he w- he he was something his his leg was messed up. Yeah, he I think he he either a foot injury, ankle injury, something lower yeah. leg in- injury where he was like either on crutches or a cast or whatever, and yeah. he's like I- I'm not gonna have to work out today. Yeah, and Yox- he- and he made him do the whole thing on um this on little rolling knees. situation yeah. on his knees. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, you thought you was getting out of this punishment workout. Nope, because you had, there's time time, and then there's yox time. Slow. <laughs> and if you weren't on yox time, you were in trouble. So yeah. uh, I, I really liked that, that interview with Antarius. Uh, he doesn't normally do, he'd say he did, doesn't do interviews. It's not his thing, but he did one for us, so we really appreciate him. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. With JG, we definitely been fun. We enjoyed you, man. And guys, be sure. To like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at The War Report. We are TW Report on TikTok. Signing off for this week's show, but as always and forever, War Eagle. War Eagle.